This is JCF of the Prophets Picks Football Podcast Show. Happy Labor Day and since it's holiday season for the months of September, October, November, and December. That means it is fall and winter holiday season. Not only that, that means that it is football season. Yes, sir. The NFL is back. And before you listen to the next prediction show coming up here at the Prophets Picks Football Podcast, promotions are as follows. Arigato Joey at SoundCloud.com. Once again, that is Arigato Joey at SoundCloud.com. I will use and listen to his music from time to time and he will be a part of this podcast show since the show's inception in 2019 nails by amani 258 south main street suite f jonesboro georgia 30236 the best nail technician inside and or outside of the 285 perimeter in Atlanta, Georgia. You can check out the missus. She has shopneolife.com forward slash forest health. That is F-O-R-R-E-S-T and the word health spelled correctly. You can check her out as well at heavenlyhairbrand.com. Forest crafts and custom designs. And if you want any information about heavenlyhairbrand.com, you can check her out. Info at heavenlyhairbrand.com. I am on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Profits underscore Picks. I'm on Instagram, at the Profits Picks 2019. You can find me on YouTube, Amazon, Audible, iHeartRadio, Pandora, because Stitcher is no longer in existence. You can find me literally all over the place. Everybody stay safe out there and stay tuned. Will I be picking your team to win next? Let's find out. Good evening. Welcome back to the Prophets Picks football podcast show. Sunday night football results show is the name of this podcast show. And this is indeed the first Sunday night football results show of the 2023 NFL season. Excuse me. Good evening. Early evening late afternoon this is the profits picks football podcast sunday night football results show and of course today is september the 11th 2023 22 years after our country was attacked by terrorists from the far east the middle east and as i was working today i did have on uh the radio and other audio things that allowed me to keep tabs and keep track on what was being said and how different people had the memories of this horrific day in American history. Some would argue the most horrific day in American history as the Pentagon was attacked. There was two planes hitting each tower and the first tower after it was hit It took time to collapse. The 
second tower was hit second and because of the airplane fuel that was burning and because of the area of impact the second tower was the one that collapsed first and then the tower that was hit first was the second tower to collapse and this is what started all-out war between the United States and every terrorist organization that had anything to do with the attack upon the United States that particular day. And this is something that I talked a little bit about in one of my podcast shows on last week. I'll be honest with you all. I don't remember which podcast show that was in particular. I think that was the Monday Night Football Prediction show. Now that I talk more about that particular podcast show and today is the actual day, 22 years once again ago that we all witnessed, lived through that horrific day and then the outcomes after it. And um, it was huge fallout. And I believe that is when our country was. And some will argue to this day, our country is still as divided as it was back then after that happened. And uh, even though we came together as a country, and it's really sad that it takes a tragic event like that for us to come together, but we did come together. But in the aftermath of 9-11, which led to the all-out war. That war in itself and the fallout, that's when we begin to get even more distanced in our division than we were before 9-11 happened. And there really is no happy part of the world. Every single corner, every single hemisphere, every single section of this planet has unrest, war, famine, pestilence, all kinds of things going on. These really are the last and evil wicked days. And when I think back on that day, remembering the plane that crashed in Pennsylvania as 9-11 was celebrated simultaneously at the site of the two towers that once stood where they stood in New York, in Washington, D.C., at the Pentagon, and then, of course, in Pennsylvania, where the plane crashed. Flight 93 is the flight in which the passengers on that plane, their original plan was to get back control of the plane, land it, and go home to their families. And because they knew what the terrorist was up to and the plot, and because early morning flights all the time, there are not a lot of people, not a lot of passengers on those planes. And I can concur with that because before I moved to South Florida to live with my father, my father and my stepmother worked for American Airlines and I remember flying standby as a kid, flying back and forth from Atlanta to Florida over the summer or whenever it was. And then, of course, when I was flying back to Georgia, once I moved to South Florida and I flew back to Georgia to visit my mom and my stepdad, 
as a little kid, as a little boy, I always flew standby. And flying standby, you have to wait until all of the other passengers are on the plane. And standby means you're on standby. If there's space for you, you can get on. Well, a few of those times when I flew to Florida or when I flew to Georgia, it was early in the mornings. And it was during a work day. And there are not a lot of people on those flights. And because there weren't a lot of people on the morning flight of 9-11 that crashed ultimately in Pennsylvania, the passengers who were hostages at the time, but they took back control of their own lives and they took back control of their own destiny and their fate, even though it ended that morning, there was enough space to maneuver around on that plane because the plane wasn't full like it normally would be in the middle of the day in the afternoon early evening and sometimes even late in the evenings those last flights the last calls the last flights that leave the airports throughout the country throughout the world and they took the plane back over and instead of allowing the terrorists to strike the fear of Satan into them and they end up going on another suicide mission and going into another building or another important United States monument, whether it was the Statue of Liberty or whatever it was that the terrorists was targeting that day. They got the Pentagon, the Pentagon, they got the Twin Towers. God only knows where they were headed next. It was more than likely going to be a landmark of important American historical reverence and I'll never forget that day. There was just reports all over the place. There was a report that the one that was taken over in Pennsylvania, which was Flight 93, it was headed for a major United States landmark. And then I remember as I was walking to work, working at the YWCA, and I went to go see the counselor because I just didn't know who else to talk to. Couldn't believe what was going on. The school's counselor at Joella Good. I remember speaking with her that day and not only just talking and getting a heavy load off my chest, but I remember talking to her and telling her, you know, I was thinking about going to join the armed forces. I was thinking about joining the Navy. And I remember I told her before I left my house and walked from the Moors in Miami Lakes, Florida, all the way to Joella Seagood Elementary School. There was a report that there were reports or rumors that there was a plane headed for Chicago to hit the Sears Tower. And then there was another report that there was one headed for Seattle. Nobody knew what to think or what to believe, especially after witnessing two major East Coast structures as tall and as strong and as high and as wide as the Twin Towers. They were a huge part of the city of New York skyline. Huge part. For decades. And we remember those today. We remember everybody, every man and woman that served in the Air Force, in the Marines, in the Army, and in the Navy. Every Army Ranger Special Forces, Navy SEALs, Green Berets, 
the Omega Red Sector soldiers. We remember all of those soldiers on today and most importantly, remember those that died going back in to try to save other lives in the buildings before they collapsed. And we remember those that actually died in those buildings. And it was very sad. I heard these little kids reading off the names, which is what they do every year of everyone that died that day in those two buildings. And I remember hearing one name in particular, and I don't remember the name because as I forestated, I was focused on my job and what I was doing. But I remember just it was a woman. And when they read her name, they said, we remember X, Y and Z and her unborn child. I never thought about how many pregnant women were possibly in these buildings when they were struck. That never dawned on me. And hearing this little girl read off these names and the people, the children that was reading the names off, they were actually related to the very last person's name that died that particular day in one of the Twin Towers, whether it was the South Tower or the North Tower, they were related to the very last name that they read. And to hear this young little girl say this woman's name and her unborn child, it just really dawned on me all over again. And I started to relive the events of that day all over again. And it's it's really frightening. It's really scary. And it's really sad. And it's very frustrating as well and furious because these terrorists on these suicide missions, they really thought what they were doing was for the supposed religion and the supposed God that they serve. And that's not what God is, no matter what you call him. Whether you call him Allah, whether you call him Jesus, whether you call him Lord, whether you call him the I am that I am, you really need to do your homework on the religion that you're in right now. Make sure you're not in a cult. Make sure you're not in a terrorist organization. Make sure that you're not worshiping the person that is actually supposed to be showing you Christ. Got to be very careful nowadays because before you know it, you could be so far in so deep that you don't even know how to get out. And you could be very fearful of getting out. What could be the backlash if you try to get out? So I said all that to say this. We will never forget. We remember every single year 9-11. And again, just knowing that there were a bunch of pregnant women in those buildings as well. Not that any man's life is lesser than a woman, but to just think about the fact that that little girl said such and such and her unborn child it's just really sad that that child didn't have the opportunity to get outside and meet the parents that that husband lost his wife and his child all in one fell swoop the devil just took them out and that's really what these terrorists are they're devils they're evil they're wicked they're they're mixed up in their thoughts they don't know any better and if they do know better they're just choosing to be evil and choosing to do what they feel is right and there are easier ways 
to work out disagreements. That's why we have meetings. That's why we have discussions. That's why we have talks. That's why we have platforms. You can't solve your problems with your guns. You can't solve your problems with your war vehicles and your war weapons. You can't solve your problems with your knives and your swords. You can't solve your problems with your fist. You can't solve your problems that way. You got to come to the table and talk about it. And we remember the fallen from September the 11th, a Tuesday morning and just a very dark afternoon and dark week and dark years afterwards, after all out war was declared. And we remember all of those that lost their lives. It just it it hit a little bit different today. You know, this day happened last year. This day happened the year before last in 2021. This day happened in 2020. But of course, during 2020, we were going through the, during the pandemic. The pandemic kind of got most of the glory and most of the news and all of that in 2020 and in 2021. However, to hear that little girl say, we remember X, Y, and Z and her unborn child. It just hit me a little bit differently today when I heard that. Sunday night football results. On yesterday, I went eight and four in Sunday's slate of week one games, the one o'clock games and the 425 or as we like to call them, the four o'clock window slate of games. And then on last night, my prediction was Dallas 31, New York Giants 28. It was the fifth divisional game in a power-packed week one of the NFL. And the NFL, although there were some surprises on yesterday, and there were a few, some of these games, they un- they evolved and they unraveled how you would expect them to unravel. But there were some shockers on yesterday and... There were a lot of games where a lot of things happened you didn't expect to happen. And this was one of them, right? I expected the Dallas Cowboys to win once again, 31 to 28. But I did not expect a 40 to nothing dismantling of the New York football Jets in their home stadium. This is the second year in a row where the Giants and the Dallas Cowboys, NFC East Division rivals, meet for the first time in the season in prime time and Dallas just thumps them just absolutely and totally embarrassed the New York Giants and the thing about it is you know Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys offense they weren't piping on all cylinders. Now, it may appear that they were running on all cylinders, that they were going full steam ahead, full stream ahead. But guess what? They weren't operating at top gear. And don't throw that notion to me that it was raining. It was a torrential pour down and weather played a factor in it. 
weather plays a factor in every NFL game. But the point is, how good are you as an NFL team of overcoming obstacles in a football game? How good are you overcoming hurdles in a football game? The weather is always going to be a factor, whether it's too hot, whether it's too cold, it's snowing, it's a blizzard, it's a rainy sleet mix, or it's just raining so hard that normal people in their right minds would be inside the house. They would be inside of some sort of covering. And that's one of the knocks that that stadium has. It's an open air stadium. But this is the NFL. This is not tennis. Play is not going to get suspended. This is the NFL. It's not baseball. Play is not going to get suspended. This is the NFL. It is not hockey or the NBA where if something happens inside of the dome of those arenas, play is suspended. No, you play through it. The only time the NFL or football is stopped is when there is a lightning storm and that lightning storm is nearby. Because nobody, NFL does not want to be involved with anyone dying from a lightning bolt hitting them. And it's not that they don't want to be involved in it, it's just that You want to keep your people safe, right? You want to keep your fans safe. You want to keep your players safe. You want to keep the coaching staff safe. You want to keep the officials safe. You want to keep the team project managers safe. The equipment people, the people that run the stadium. So that's the only time an NFL game is suspended. And I don't think rain played a factor in that game last night to the point where it affected the Dallas Cowboys offense. Now, the game, the rain got harder as the game went along, but not to the point where it affected the play of either the Giants or the Dallas Cowboys. And New York Giants didn't score a point. As for the Thursday Night Football results show, with this results show, I will not go into every single detail like I normally would for a results show. Of course, once again, this is September the 11th and a good chunk of this show was relegated to remembering what happened on that horrific day. So a lot of that, or should I say a lot of this show was basically streamlined and focused on 9-11 because of the fact that this is such a special day. Speaking of which... Speaking of New York and East Rutherford, New Jersey and New York football teams, the only team that plays in the state of New York, the Buffalo Bills, are right now playing against the New York football Jets in East Rutherford, New Jersey. It is the battle of two New York teams from the same division in the same state, even though they Jets and the Giants play their games in New Jersey. Still don't understand how that works, but I guess they had no space to put the stadium anywhere in New York. So only real estate that was available was right outside of New York, south of the Jesse Turnpike in East Rutherford. So that's where the Giants have played 
for many years, many decades. So has the New York Jets. And just going to give you the quarterback numbers and a few of the team statistics. And I'll end the show. But before I do, it is approximately 7.50 p.m. Central Time, 8.50 Atlantic Eastern Eastern Standard Time. Once again, good early evening as it's getting closer to late evening and closer to bedtime. Got to go to work tomorrow. 6.50 Mountain, good evening. 5.50 Pacific, good afternoon. If you are in Alaska right now, 4.50, almost 5 there. Welcome back to the Province Picks Football Podcast Show on a yet another September 11th memorial remembering what happened on that horrific day as well as a Sunday night football results show. 2.50 Hawaiian time, aloha to the Pearl Harbor Islands, Waikiki, Maui, and last but certainly not least, the capital of Hawaii, Honolulu. Aloha. Welcome back to the show. Jason Tom. Facebook friend of mine's Hawaiian native, Detroit Lion lover and fan. Congratulations again. Your team shocked the world. Can they keep it up on a consistent basis? I believe they can. They are my favorites to win the NFC North. Now, I'm pretty sure after watching, after everybody watched the Minnesota Vikings lose on yesterday. Now you understand why I went with the Detroit Lions after you saw what the Lions did to the Kansas City Chiefs and you saw how the Minnesota Vikings performed in their first game. It's only week one, but however, Green Bay won, Minnesota lost, Detroit won, and Green Bay beat Chicago. Those are all of your NFC North teams. It's not going to be that easy, Green Bay, to beat Detroit. There's a shifting of the guards again in the NFC North and I don't think it's going to be Minnesota Minnesota played a tough defense on yesterday a tough Buccaneers defense on yesterday and once again that was one of my four games that I predicted wrong I I went against my Miami Dolphins and of course they won I picked my Falcons to win 28 to 24 and the Falcons won 24 to 10 uh, I picked the Packers to win 28-21, to 21, and they won 38-20. to 20. I picked the Las Vegas Raiders to win 28-24, to 24, and the Raiders won 17-16. I was worried for a moment there that the Broncos was going to pull it out, but of course they didn't. The... Texans only got nine points. I said that they were going to get at least 17 and the Ravens were five points shy of the 30 that I gave them about 30, man. And then I said Washington would beat the Cardinals 28 to 19 and Washington won 20 to 16. It's only week one. Are you all already getting the theme of the show here with my predicting and these points and the point spread, how close I am? already and it's just week one normally I'm not this close in week one uh I said the Chargers would beat my Dolphins 33 to 31 and just as I predicted or should I say just as I said whenever I pick my teams to win they lose whenever I pick them to lose they win that happened for me with the Dolphins on yesterday so it was a win-win for me I picked against them and they won so I'm happy about it I'm happy I was wrong 
For those of you that think I'm upset every single time I pick a team to win and they end up losing and I'm and I end up wrong. Only time I'm upset is when I'm picking against my team to lose and they actually win. And uh it was 33-31 was my final. I knew it was going to be a shootout and it was. Miami Dolphins won 36 to 34 and I said that they will lose 33 to 31. Chargers got 1 point more than I gave them and the Dolphins got what? 4 points more or 5 points? 31 2 3 4 Five, six, yeah, five points more than I gave them. So I was right around there. The surprises for me on yesterday was not how close the Patriots came to almost winning that football game. I said they would lose 27 to 17 and they lost 25 to 20. But it was the blowout that the 49ers put on the Steelers 30 to 7. I said Pittsburgh would win 23 to 20. Thought it was going to be a lot closer than that. The other surprise of yesterday in week 1 was the beatdown that the Browns put on the Bengals in the Battle of Ohio Part 1 24 to 3. The Bengals could not even get a freaking touchdown and my prediction was 31 to 29 Bengals over the Browns hopefully Jamar Chase will keep his mouth shut and stay out of the media the other big surprise for me on yesterday was the Rams annihilating the Seattle Seahawks 30 to 13 and I picked the Seahawks to win 27 to 17 especially when I'm going off of everything that happened last year and how the Rams just completely and totally fell by the wayside not only that there are no wide receivers for Mr. Stafford to throw to. Not only that, Stafford is an old, age, beat up, out of date quarterback at this point in time in his career. So he shut everybody else up on yesterday, shut me up, shut the world up, threw to the guys that he had, and that's what you expect professional wide receivers to do it was 18 first downs for the Dallas Cowboys on last night even though they scored 40 points which proves my point again their offense was a little bit slower than they would have liked to have been it's in the numbers they went 6 of 13 on third downs the New York Giants had 14 first downs on last night and they went uh, 5 of 16 on third downs 265 total yards for the boys, 171 for the G-men. In the first quarter, Dallas led 16 to nothing. Their offense did stall out a few times. And then in the second quarter, Dallas Cowboys led 10 to nothing going into the half with a 26 to 0 lead. And then lastly, third quarter, a touchdown, fourth quarter, a touchdown. New York Giants did not score a touchdown in any of the four quarters. Final score, 40 to nothing. 1-0 in the division for both the Giants. I beg your pardon. 1-0 for the Dallas Cowboys, both in the division and to start the season. Not only that, they're 1-0 on the road. So it was a trifecta for the Dallas Cowboys on last night. 1-0 to start the season, which is what really matters. However, 1-0 in the division and then 1-0 on the road. 
ultimately it doesn't matter at the end of the season how many road games you win although ultimately you have to have a lot of wins in order to make it to the postseason but as long as you win and you win enough games to make it to the postseason is the point division wins do matter and once again Dallas Cowboys a trifecta on last night 1-0 on the road 1-0 in the division and 1-0 overall to start the year again 90% of the teams that start 1-0 in an NFL season they find themselves in the Super Bowl seven months later let me make sure that's right September, October, November, December, four-month NFL season, two weeks in the month of January, postseason, Super Bowl is in February, so yeah, give or take six to seven months. You start the season out 1-0, you find yourself in the Super Bowl six months later. 90% of the teams that start 1-0. 10% of the teams that start 0-1 find themselves in the Super Bowl six months later in February. So no reason for the Chiefs to panic. The the Cowboys have a uh, big part. The New York Giants have a lot to panic about. Trust me when I tell you that. So do the Texans. They have a lot to put together. The Bengals, they don't really got to panic. They got Joe Burrow. They don't got to panic. They don't got to push the three alarm siren yet, right? What is it when there's a massive fire and multiple fire departments have to be called like the one that we witnessed during the summer, not far from our house? I think they call it a three alarm fire. Anyways, it's the top of the hour, nine o'clock Eastern, eight o'clock Central, seven o'clock Mountain and six o'clock Pacific. And I'm going to end this podcast show right here. This was a Sunday night football results show. I was right. I predicted the Dallas Cowboys to win 31 to 28. And the final was 40 to 0. I went 8 and 4 uh, on yesterday. I am now 1 and 0 on Sunday night football. 0 and 1 on Thursday night football. I am 1 and 1. That's the statistical category that I'm missing on my little notepad here. In primetime games thus far, I am 1 and oh, beg your pardon, 1 and 1. Got the Thursday night game wrong. I got the Sunday night game right. So I'm one and one in prime time right now. Will I go one and two? Monday night football is going on right now. Aaron Rodgers left the game with an apparent ankle injury. Questionable to return. The one thing that the Jets could not allow to happen, it happened in the first quarter. They lose Aaron Rodgers. It's not good. Uh... Monday Night Football results show will be tomorrow afternoon. We'll see how this one goes. You already know who I predicted to win that. It's a divisional game. I gave it a three-point victory for the team that I chose to win. If you don't know who I chose to win, I would suggest that you go and you listen to the Monday Night Football prediction show right now while you're watching the game. The game's not going to be over until about 11 o'clock Eastern, 11.30 Eastern, close to midnight. And my show's only about 45 minutes for that Monday Night Football prediction show. So, hey, go listen to it. 40 to nothing. Not much to talk about. Dallas Cowboys won. Oh, quarterback statistics really quickly. 
Dak Prescott went 13 for 24, 143 yards passing. He averaged six yards per completion, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He did not get sacked. Quarterback rating of 72.7, overall rating of 72.0. Daniel Jones, the newly paid quarterback. He was one of the first quarterbacks to get paid in the offseason. 15 of 28 for his completions to pass attempts. He threw for 104 yards. He averaged 3.7 yards per completion. Two interceptions he threw. He was sacked a colossal seven times for only a loss of 47 yards. You would think you get sacked seven times. You lose a lot more than just 47 yards. But yeah, he lost close to half of 100. Quarterback rating of a paltry 8.4 and a complete total overall rating of a paltry 32.4. Tyrod Taylor did mop-up duty. The Giants as a team did still rush for over 100 yards. Dallas Cowboys as a team had over 100 yards rushing as well. And uh, yeah, it was a good game. If you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, good game. It was a pretty good game last night. And uh, Michael Parsons did what Michael Parsons do. Even though he didn't get statistical credit for everything that he did last night. But he absolutely just went ham on the New York football Giants offensive line. And Daniel Jones, their quarterback. I hope everyone is having a great day. Even though we are remembering 9-11 until midnight tonight and i hope everyone has a great rest of your week look out for me on manana ladies and germs monday night football results show on tomorrow immediately following that i will have your winner for this coming thursday night football game philadelphia eagles Versus the Minnesota Vikings. Eagles coming off of a close road win. Vikings coming off of a home loss. I said that they would win 33-27 to on yesterday. And they lost that football game at home by 3. 20-17. 40 to nothing. Cowboys won last night. And I was right. I said 31-28. to Cowboys did me a lot better. They didn't let the Giants score any points, and they got nine more points than I gave them. Everybody stay safe out there, and stay tuned to the Prophets Picks Football Podcast show all NFL season and postseason long. One.